0: Hey there, this is Jackie of the Maiden Voyage Podcast, and you're listening to season two, episode six, the one where we dive into the division of labor in your household and how it's affecting your relationships. Maiden Voyage is a podcast recorded by the women of Impulse
1: Creative.
2: We are CEOs, salespeople, project managers, writers, and marketers. We're also wives, rad moms, remote employees all over the country,
1: in-house staff empowered single ladies, and all-around ass kickers. There's a lot of challenges we face, overcome, and share that make our voyage different than those of the men we work with. This is our journey. This
0: week's episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative. Welcome to Maiden Voyage. Today we're talking to all of our mermaids minus one. Rachel, we miss you. Get better soon. And we're going to be talking today about this article that was circulating amongst us. And the title of the article was, Women still do the majority of household chores. Study finds that gender equality in divisions of work is rare and gender norms remain strong. Um, so quite a title, but the point and the study that was done a few years ago, I think the study was between 2006 and 2011 in the UK. So the stats are a bit dated, but stick with us maiden voyage listeners, because we believe that this article still rings true that Women are carrying more of the workload at home than men, whether or not they are working full-time themselves. So like I said, this article circulated through us and I think it really rung true. We had quite a heated discussion in an internal Slack channel about what does your husband do? What does your boyfriend do? And does he do this? Does he do that? There's no way. And, what, and one fact that came out real quick was that women are doing like, what did it say? Like 15 hours of housework a week and men are doing 15
2: hours, yeah. yeah.
0: And men are doing six. So what? That's like over double almost the amount of time that I'm picking shit up around the house that he's not. Um, And like we said, although the study was from the UK a few years ago, this is like the number one complaint I hear even amongst my girlfriends is that like, dude, clean a freaking toilet. What about you ladies?
2: I think I'm, so Brian and I were laughing. I told him we were going to be talking about this because he's at home right now. (laughs) So I already told him, I was like, my husband is so great most of the time but when he's bad he's so bad like terrible but like yesterday I came home he like made the bed you know like he does like he he cleans the toilets I don't do that he does that he makes the bed he does the trash the um my dad taught me at a young age that a lady does not take out the trash and I swear like I I just never did it like my brothers did it when I live I live with same I never did it
0: and so. I, I honestly like the article when it says like gender norms are so strong. Like, I would consider myself, Jen, I feel like you're going to have an opinion on this. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm like gearing for you to respond to me. But I am a feminist. I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need no man. I pay my own bills, Lizzo, okay, for my car and for my rent. I do my thing. But I'm not taking out the trash, okay? I'm not doing it. I mean, it. I
2: have. I've lived in a one bedroom. Don't get me wrong.
0: I live by but. myself. Who else took the trash out? But like, I am in a committed relationship. With a man who takes the motherfucking trash out. And that is how I live my life. I don't do the trash. I don't do the recycling. I don't even do it the way he wants me to. Like, he's like, why can't you, like, break the box out? Because that's your job. Why can't you have a contraction and push out a child? Because that's my job. (laughs) And And I know those are, like, gender basic bitch Yeah, you're putting
2: us in corners right now, Jackie.
0: I know. I'm sorry. But like, that is how I feel. And I've no problem being a strong woman and still not doing the trash right. That's fine. I feel so
2: differently about it. Like he, like he'll go around the house and take plastic that has like this much juice left in it and pour it in a cup and be like, here, drink this because he wants to go take the recycling out on recycling day. Like he's into it. But that's the same way I feel about folding the clothes a certain way. I'd rather do it because I know where everything's going. Like it just, it makes life easier, you know, like I'll do that. You do that. We have our own separate things and yeah. And my, um, my husband is actually like, he, sometimes he works a lot and a lot at night and stuff. So sometimes I do pick up the the weight, but that's not to say that he has a random Monday off and he works all day long to, right. to, to make it better, you know? Right.
3: Mhm. That's a good point Audrey. Do you think that like a lot of it is like a control thing? Like you said, I'd rather just do the laundry myself. Like do you think that some women have a problem just like letting go and letting some a guy do the work? Do you think
2: Absolutely. The other yeah. day when we were talking in Slack when I said that I I, I think I said I enjoy doing it. I was like, no one enjoys doing it. I don't enjoy doing it.
0: You said you enjoy weeding, and I was like, she's on I
2: do. I like the aftermath of it because it looks so good after it's done. It's
0: like the satisfaction. It's like right. the pop, the pim, um, pimple popping. Like, <laughs> nobody wants to do that, but when it's clear, you're like, ah, oh, look at my face. Right.
2: right. Like, I enjoy doing stuff because I know – I don't want to say that I'm going to do it right because that's not the case. But, like, I'm going to do it the way I want it to look. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely.
0: So the article went on to go say that there was, and Jen, you brought this up. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about this. There was, so they did like, they, they, um, uh, spoke with different segments of people, uh, throughout the UK over these years, asking them what they do, their profession and things like that. And there was one group of women who do less work than their husbands, right, Jen? That's what the article was notating.
3: Yeah, so, so what it, what it was saying was that there is one group in particular where, um, the distribution of workload in the household was actually more equal. And that was in their female earner group. So it was the group where the female actually earned more than the man was where there was a equal dispersion, um, of work. And they said that there was a high correlation between women with a higher education, like educational qualifications and the equality of the men-female relationship in the household, which I found very interesting. Yeah. Um, they didn't, you know, in the article, they didn't talk exactly about why, but it kind of opens up the room for speculation. You start to think, you're like, well, you know, does a man feel like he's not the breadwinner and earning as much? So he feels like he has to pick up the slack elsewhere exactly. in the household? Like, is that that's the... And really da- the exact
0: flip side of that is like, because you make more than me, I'm supposed to do the dishes? Right, yeah. So it,
2: I don't look at it as like that, though, but I do look at... If- And I don't, like, my husband and I have such different jobs, but, and I've worked in his profession, so I know that, like, him, he's sucking up, he's bringing me ginger ale right now, because he knows I'm talking. Get out of here,
1: Brian!
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm going to put in the road cycling, (laughs) too. But he works, I don't want to say harder, like, I use my brain a lot more, but he's on his feet, and he's moving around, and he's, yeah, having to talk to people over people, and, like, it's just a different type of tired when you get home. Right. So when he does have those like long nights and long work weeks and doubles and stuff, like I do, I try to do more so he doesn't have to do. And I don't know if people feel that way. Like same with like money wise. I don't, my husband makes more than me. I don't try to make up for that in any way. He right. gets to look at this
1: face. Oh, I love <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Yes.
3: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because again, not everything is about money, but it makes you think like, what is it about that? Is it like like a mindset or does it maybe have something to do with like, I hate to assume this, but like their education level, is it something where like, maybe that they just are better at communicating their expectations to each other? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then,
0: um, I, I, I took it exactly. exact very differently, Jen, than you interpreted it, obviously, but that, that really does bring up a great point that, like, perhaps maybe they're, they are on the same level of education, because if she's making maybe more than him, he's still an earner, though, per the article, that they, they are, like, like you said, communicating better, or just more enlightened, when it comes to, like, the world itself.
3: Um, Well, perhaps, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but but perhaps the the money influences something. I know you were going to bring it up later in the talk, Jackie, but, um, like, maybe they hire a housekeeper or something. Like, maybe maybe that was an influence. You know what I mean? Maybe they don't actually have to do it.
0: Yeah. I will happily talk about that later because it was the... Major factor that changed my household life. So um, the article then went on to say, which like I find this really true, that the study was conducted at the uh, by um, the London School of Economics, and they explored how men's attitudes towards gender stereotypes evolve when raising a daughter. And so I have a, a daughter, so I have a husband raising a daughter. And they, the, this article said that men become more aware of the challenges girls may experience Um, And and the consequences of that, that describe them, this like effect that they have as like the mighty girl effect. And that like, they're almost like more feministic men. And like, like they, they're, it's basically it's saying it moderates their attitudes towards gender norms because they are raising and seeing a woman grow in front of their eyes. And it's like, they don't want them to be in that. And I like, I very much see that with my husband. I only have a two and a half year old, but like, like we don't like, we're very careful in the words we use around her. Like I don't tell her she's only pretty when she's wearing a dress. So like, even in the words we choose in our home, like when she gets dressed up, we tell her she's in her fancies. Like, oh, you're wearing your fancies today. Not that you're more pretty because you're in your fancies, but you are in your fancy clothes. So, you know, you're beautiful in your shorts and you're beautiful in your fancies. So I have seen with my husband though, like he's very like, she helps him take out the trash and he loves that she wants to come with him. So he, he's encouraging that where like in my house, Audrey, I was like you, where my dad was like, no, your brothers will do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so you just brought up a good point. Cause I've seen this go both ways with like parents and little girls too, but don't, uh, do you guys have any, or have you seen like those little toys for girls, like play mops and um, we, like we have a set, all but the that clean stuff. Gender,
0: that's gender neutral. I will say toddlers love to clean stuff.
2: So that was my point though, is I went and I looked one for my nephew because he wanted to do it. And I would say not even, I, 95, 97% of the ones I found were pink. I could not find a gender neuter, neutral one. And the one I found was not blue. It was like the, um, brown so he looked real. Like, yeah.
0: So, wow. Well, that also leads to like, and this is, we're going to go off topic for just a second, but like, you can't get a blue stroller in the kitty aisle. They're all pink strollers. Just saying. So toy we could talk about that all day, but uh, <laughs> back to the topic at hand. So what we wanted to kind of talk about now is, so as you can tell, this article fired us up a little bit. Um, and. <laughs> I'd love to share if we can. We all are in different living situations at the current moment. So I'm just really interested to hear, like, Courtney, you live with a bunch of chicks, but, like, you're in a new relationship. So are you seeing that, like, any gender norms or, like, any issues you guys are having? I mean, A, living (laughs) with a bunch of chicks. I always feel like I did that once. One person has to pick up the slack. Like, do you find that there is some sort of misbalance in your current situation?
1: Oh, man. So – Kind of what you guys were talking about earlier, where there's, like, just certain chores that, you know, like, the trash and stuff like that. Like, it's kind of like an unspoken chore that, like, you just would prefer not to do. Like, like, and I'm the same way with my laundry. Like, I'd prefer to do it my way. I'm, like, very particular and OCD about how I fold my clothes. Um, But, yeah, I live with two girls, and we rent a house. And <laughs> the biggest challenge for us was the yard. <laughs> uh, none of us know how to start a lawnmower. <laughs> and our grass was absolutely out of control. Like my boyfriend, um, he mowed the lawn twice. And and I, I would say actually just one and a half times because so we have this big like backyard area that like the fence thankfully hides. Mm. So like one time he, he mowed all of it. And the second time he just mowed the front lawn. And that was because we were getting letters telling us, like, your lawn's disgusting, like, we're gonna charge you $75 if you don't get it together, so I was like, help us, and so, you know, I'm not gonna make him do it every time, so, like, we eventually just ended up biting the bullet and getting a professional to do it and just splitting the cost, so things like that, like, and and it's also embarrassing because I have two like landscaping clients and I can't even start a lawnmower, but <laughs> it's just like how I grew up. Like my, and it's still true today. Like my brothers and my dad always did the lawn work and it's still, that's still how it is. Like my dad's always doing yard work on the weekends while my mom picks up the slack, like in the kitchen and cleaning the house, like basically everything indoors. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think that's a very traditional split that we've all seen growing up for the most part. Um, I mean, I was raised by a single mom, so it was like a little different for me, but, um, you know, traditionally I feel like that is a very common split, even yeah. on vacation. When we go on vacation, my mother-in-law is still in the kitchen doing all the things and my father-in-law's blowing up the pool toys. Like it sticks <laughs> no matter where you go. How about you, Jen? Cause you recently moved in with a friend who happens to be a male, correct?
3: Yes, that's right.
0: Okay, so talk to us about how has it been work? Is he there right now? You're like shifty-eyed. Yeah, he's
3: upstairs. It's fine. It's the same thing where like when you live with someone, you know that like they're going to be around. Like this is happening with you, Audrey. But it's fine. Totally. I'm candid. Um, Well, for me, it was was a struggle because I had lived alone for about two years. Um, So I got very used to doing everything myself all the time and almost finding – Like, I liked that. I enjoyed being able to do some of those things. Um, And I grew up in a a kind of a a different household. There was like a dispersion, a weird dispersion of gender roles. However, my dad owns like a small engine repair shop. Um, so, and I was their only child, so my dad also kind of like taught me like the ropes of the boy things, like how to change the oil in your car and like how to drive a zero turn and all these different things. Um, so I'm kind of like a jack of all trades in those regards. Um, but for me now, um, I think the most difficult transition for me is not getting stuck on like my neurotic habits. I mean, we all have our own little like ticks and things that annoy us, and me in particular, I feel like I have th- things need to be very orderly like i uh, I got home late last night, and I had a buddy crash on my sofa, and like he left just the sofa in like disarray, and just stuff like that annoys me i 'm like, just put the pillows back where they were, fold the blanket when you leave like it takes forty five seconds, seconds, but it 's not a given for a lot of people right. um, so I think the the biggest thing that I really like about my roommate is that I kind of went through a vetting process before I moved in with someone because I knew that I don't like my mom always jokes with me that she's like the reason you're single is because you don't put up with bullshit and I'm like it's so true like when a guy doesn't do something and I ask him nicely a couple times or something I'm out like I just don't I'm not dealing with it. So when I was um, checking out like who I wanted to move in with, I, I was seeking a friend who knows me very well. He knows the things that I like and dislike and he's a great communicator. So that was really important for me because I needed to know that if something was going to bother me, that I was able to verbalize it and not internalize it and become bitter or, or you know what I mean, or anything yeah. else spiteful that you could do in a dynamic. Um, and I feel like when you're, in a, a relationship with someone in that context where you can openly talk about things and you express gratitude. Like my biggest thing was you almost need to like condition the person to, to understand that they're going to get a reward when they do something good. That sounds like horrible, but even just a simple, thank you. Like he emptied the dishwasher one night and I sent him a text the next morning. And I said, Hey, Mike, thanks so much for emptying the dishwasher. And he was right. just like, you got it. Like just stuff like that goes such a long way. Um, so for me, that's kind of what I do to, to combat that and also just let go of the fact that like some things are not always going to be perfect. Like my roommate might not see the value of recycling cardboard like I do. So I'm just going to pick it out of the trash and put it in the recycling. Like some things you just have to let go of. You know what I mean? But I think those
0: are two great tips, like open communication, giving praise, even for small things, because if it does make you feel warm, fuzzy inside, they don't know that unless you tell them that. And then, like, letting go of the small stuff. Those are three, like, I love those three little tips. It's perfect.
2: Did yeah. you guys see that video on, um, it was on Facebook a while ago, and I think they were, like, a boyfriend and girlfriend. And, um, like, the, um, everything would, like, just get done. Like, he'd come home, and he'd be like, oh, where is all the stuff on the coffee table? And she's like, it's magic. It just all goes away by itself. Like, all this stuff <laughs> that he was just used to just getting, like, taken care of because – like, she would do it while he was gone, like, the laundry and everything. She, he's like, I'm just going to put it in the ma- magic basket because, like, <laughs> then it would go and get cleaned or whatever. <laughs> like, he would never say, um, like, thank you or anything because you're just, like, you know, if you come home every day and everything's done and you don't say thank you, like, that's when, like, Jen's point, people take it for granted.
0: Yeah. Mm. Today. Audrey, do you guys have any, like, little tips or tricks that you do in your house or – any, like, specific <laughs> division of labor that works for you. Uh, find, we yourself know, an, recycling.
2: find yourself an ADD husband. That's what you do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and give him coffee when you want him to do things.
2: That would have been one time. It was such a bad idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so things that were, were, like, very interesting in my house, I think. Um, and I actually want to tell a few stories. I want to tell a story about a friend, too, real quick with Audrey that made me think of it. So um, as was hinted to earlier, we have a cleaning lady and I adore her. My daughter knows her name. She's amazing. When she comes, she comes every other week. I started doing it when I was eight months pregnant because I didn't want to bend over anymore. And I've never let her go. It's my favorite day of the week. She is my best friend on the planet. And my husband hates her because he has to actually put his things away before she comes over. The cleaning before the cleaning lady, which like, in the area I grew up in, I hate to say this, but like a lot of families have them. So like I as a kid growing up was like, Why do I have to clean my room before the cleaning lady comes? And now my husband complains about the same thing and I see the value of it. I'm like, put your stuff away. She can't dust the service if it's not clean. So it saved my marriage though, because we were spending I was cleaning all all day on the weekends. And he's like, I vacuumed. I'm like Let's get out a parade (laughs) for vacuuming. Everyone slow clap for the vacuum. So like he wasn't, he thought he was helping. He's a great vacuumer, but it is so much more than vacuuming, you know? And I was like at my wit's end and we were arguing and it was getting passive aggressive. And I was like, you know what? I'm spending the money and I'm doing this, whether you like it or not. And it like really has saved us in so many ways. And I don't mind like straightening up and doing the laundry and, and I cook every day and, the dishes, like that's just fine. I and windows, I just don't. I'm not good at it. I don't like to do it. It's the best that ever happened to me. If you can afford it, I highly recommend. Just getting rid of that little argument in your household every day. But a friend of mine also has um, a cleaning service, and her she was pregnant, and if she's listening, she's going to know this is about her. It's really funny. Her husband came home one day and was like, "Man." the cleaning service is getting really lazy. They didn't fold my laundry this time. They just shoved it in a drawer. And she said, I do that a-hole, not the cleaning service. I clean your clothes up before they come here. He thought the cleaning company was like folding his laundry and like (laughs) hanging it. It was his wife the whole time, like the fairy. And he had no idea. I was like, so funny. And I was like, so angry about it too. It was really funny. So, So that's one thing that we do. And then it's, I also, Jen, to your communication fact, like I have another friend who like doesn't necessarily speak up all the time when something happens. So like if Brian doesn't do something, I'm like, would you freaking just do that? Like at, when we first had a kid, I felt like he just couldn't look down anymore and he would like step over things. As he <laughs> was going about. And I'm like, look down and pick it up and put it where it belongs. Please <laughs> stop stepping over it. And I would leave something on the floor for like days just like waiting for him to pick it up and 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 now now that now that's very passive aggressive of me and like I'm being childish and so I said to him I'm gonna stop doing this however I'm gonna tell you to your face when you're missing stuff because I boil and stew and now I'm mad at you and now it's weird and we're chippy with each other and it Mm -hmm. translates into so many other parts of our relationship which is just unnecessary so I don't hold back anymore I'm like it's your turn to do the dishes and I walk away (laughs) we're trying to do this and I walk away and he is very fine with me communicating like that because I'm not weird and our relationship isn't weird because I'm holding back on stupid things like whatever do the dishes
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I also recently discovered I've been I've known my husband for I don't know a really long time over 15 years we've been together for 10 he likes the toilet paper a certain way do you guys have like a toilet paper this I didn't know there right way or a wrong way definitely paper
3: oh yeah i prefer it down like it it should be facing you
0: okay fine but i don't really care and like i guess i was doing it the way he didn't like it and he told me like could you do it the right way and like sent me a meme and i was
3: like hold on you waited 10 years to tell me this Yeah, that would annoy me. I'd be like, what? 10 years of this? I had no idea you had a preferred toilet paper situation. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: probably put it in different ways all the time.
3: I just He'd tell
2: me I was hanging his clothes the wrong way at one point, but I still do it. I can't help it.
0: Yeah, I fold his clothes wrong. Well, then you can fold your own day.
2: Right, yeah. No, he doesn't complain about it anymore because I probably stopped doing it. But apparently I hang them, I don't know, I hang them wrong somehow, like the wrong facing way.
0: Yeah. That sounds like OCD. Day.
2: Right, I don't know, but he doesn't say anything about it anymore, and I do it the same way, so.
0: So I feel like the moral of all of our swords here is communication, (laughs) kindness, and, you know, just, like, be nice to each other.
2: Yeah, communication for sure. Yeah. If you don't say anything about it, it's not going to get fixed.
0: Well, and that's the thing, and nobody wants to boil up over your shoes being next to the couch instead of near the front door. Right. 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 It's just not worth it. Those little things in life can really – tack on. And like I said, you can get chippy. And and that's when I find we are really like at our chippiest is when it's something stupid that I just didn't say
3: or he didn't say. And now we're like me at each other. Right. I hate that. And there's unspoken tension, but you don't know one party doesn't know what it's about. <laughs> right. right, right. So
0: we haven't done one yet this season made in voyage listeners. But today, we are, I don't know, sadly, bringing to you a poop deck. And our Poop Deck Award goes to Jed from The Bachelorette because you're a jackass.
2: The worst.
0: person, And you should be ashamed of yourself. And I hope nobody dates you for a really long time. The worst. Terrible person. Jen, I know you don't watch, but I'll give you a quick rundown. And for our listeners who don't watch, a quick rundown. Poor Hannah Brown was The Bachelorette this season. Came to the final episode. I We all think she chose poorly. She chose a nice man named Jed Wyatt. He had a girlfriend the whole time. Yeah, Jen. Appropriate oh, reaction. Phase. Well, it was. It was very clear to tell that he was only on that show to escalate um, mm-hmm.
2: like, his career. You could tell yeah. from the beginning. He like, first of all, he was a singer, but like all that he did was singer. sing the whole time. I know he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. I mean, whatever. He, like,
0: carried his guitar with him everywhere. everywhere. Like, like there was a commercial for Bud Light or something, oh, and he was like no. the lonely cowboy. It was
2: so clear to see, like that he was totally not in it. His parents didn't care. Like it was just like. It's literally, like I told Brian the other day, I was like, they should not let actors, models, singers, or anybody on that show. It's just stupid. It's like, you know that they're not on there for the real thing, you know?
3: Both-
2: right. I regret and watching his- that season. I regret uh-huh. the time I put into it.
0: His parents were really mean to her, and her parents didn't like him, so I almost feel like it was like, no, you can't hang out with your boyfriend, and she, like, snuck out of the house to hang out with him anyway. That
2: happens a lot, though, I feel like, in The Bachelor.
0: Like, if, like, Peter was so perfect. And he should have won. He should have won. He better be the next bachelor. But, like, his parents, his family loved her.
2: Yeah, I know. bawling at the mental hall or
0: whatever it was. I, I, whatever, Jed, we hate you. That's the bottom line.
2: Yeah, we could talk about this all day, so we should <laughs> just probably end this now.
0: <laughs> okay, Voyagers, thanks for listening this week, and make sure to tune in next week. But until then...
3: Stay your course, and remember, this is your voyage. Make it amazing. Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe. Click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow Voyagers.